There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the Morning Sickness. It is 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Good morning, party yeah, boy. Yeah, no, look, it's uh, <laughs> the Toledo's around here somewhere. Look, uh, it's I'm a little hoarse. For, I mean, obviously, I'm hoarse from the incredible night last night I had. Uh, ask me what time I got home, cause I wasn't leaving. What time did you get 1 home? One a.m. What? That's Whoa. right. Oh, One a.m. for my big. Uh, the, and, and by the way, all of Phoenix, aside from my hand count of 141 people, <laughs> you missed out. Corey Feldman live at the Marquee Theater last night. That's right. For those of you going, who? Corey Feldman from the Lost Boys and Stand by Me. Took his musical act uh, on the road, and we were, I mean, what an honor. The first stop (laughs) on his tour of uh, 2022. COVID slowed him down a little, or that musical juggernaut would have rolled through a couple years ago. (laughs) I've I've never experienced or seen any... I, anything like that? It was. It, I, I. I have no words. I, I. I'm really good at explaining and describing things to people. I can't tell you unless they, unless you were there. It's musical Vietnam. You don't know. You weren't there. It was just the weirdest. And I, I walked in the place with my, you paid right. Oh, no, well, my friend Brian bought tickets and I bought dinner. Okay, so the nice. tickets were fifteen bucks, and then we we hit four peaks before, which was great because the they way, had two hundred comp tickets to give out, and those people many? didn't show up. <laughs> So we go we we go to Four Peaks at first. It's, it's a normal night. I have a perfect night. I haven't seen my uh, my buddy Brian for a while, so we're just kind of catching up. And uh, this was his thing. Brian's a big music guy. He's got like a whole room in his house, just all vinyl, like you know, floor to ceiling. He he loves music, and he's no matter what it is, he'll he'll watch. And he loves and he knows what's he's good. a live music guy. He knows what's good. He knows what's bad. He's a live music guy. Brian's Brian's knowledgeable and honest about it but he's like look i'll I'll watch anything he calls me a few weeks ago and he's like the feldman thing and i'm like i don't know and he goes i want to go and i'm like i think i do too and he goes that's just for the spectacle And i'm like done and then we didn't talk for a couple of weeks and then he calls two or three days goes are we still on because you know either way i'm and i'm like if you want to go i'm in he goes i gotta be honest with you i'm so excited that you just said that so we were both kind of 
closeted excited to hate watch the Corey Feldman thing. But I told him at dinner, I've got high hopes. I'm going to go in here with an open mind because what if he's like a, a hidden uh, like generational talent and nobody will give him a chance because it's Corey Feldman. It's like nobody's listening. Nobody's going, what if he's just so brilliant and because he's, if he was anybody well, but Corey Feldman, everybody would be like, this guy's uh, amazing. I don't know. The only thing I would say, just knowing he's been at it, and maybe it matter. what if it, uh, it, since 2017 uh-uh. or whatever, he's gotten that much better. Better. You didn't know what he was in 2017. Yeah. So you, you don't know now if he's better or worse. I just remember the mall meltdown you, you and all that you, stuff. You, I guess I didn't know. hear him perform. You just know that it's Corey Feldman, and he's kind of a laughing stock in his own right. So t- put that aside. I'm like, I'm going to give him a chance. We walked in. The opening band. Oh, first things first. We pull That's into the park. Pull into the parking me. lot. Parking is plenty of parking still available. <laughs> we, we we go in and we get there about quarter to nine. Corey, we had, we had made the call to the venue that Corey was going on at nine o'clock. And I'm like, all right, and uh, that seems reasonable. So nine o'clock, we, we're pulling up about quarter to nine. Because we want to get merch before the lines got too long. Of course, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you have to go through the, the basics. So we pull up, and uh, and the guy in the parking lot goes, "You guys here for the show?" And I don't know what else we're pulling into the marquee <laughs> no. for. Yeah, of course. And he goes, and he's just shaking his head, and I'm like, "I know, I know." And he goes, "I'm supposed to tell you that uh, Corey Feldman is not going to go on till ten. He's pushed the show back an hour." <laughs> And I'm like, any place till twelve thirty, and I'm like, all of this is just fine by me. That's rock star, awesome. Corey believes in himself. And then the guy goes, "Are you guys here for real, or are you?" Uh... I'm like, "No, we're here to laugh." And he goes, "That's what everybody's doing." And I'm like, "Of course." <laughs> and he goes, "I didn't even know who we're this dude was." He said, "I googled him." The parking lot guy is making fun. He goes, "I didn't know who he was." I googled him. Like that dude's from those movies and i'm like yeah one of the Corys. and he goes i didn't know he was a singer and i'm like he's not no one knows look at the parking lot no one knows he's a singer people drove by the marquee while that thing would flash Corey feldman and just thought it was a night of stories about stand by me there's I, no way i bet you three quarters came off the uh, 202 when they saw that sign i gotta check this oh out. yeah there was a load of that and everybody was it was almost like walking around with your dick out everybody's like you know i'm just i i, I lost a bet I'm, i have to do this so we get there and uh, setting up on stage is the Flock of Seagulls cover band. Now, never I, – I, the lead singer of this band – I would have gone for that yeah, alone. Oh, yeah. Trust me. They can do 10 songs. You and, and, again, they could have written them this morning. There could have been references to President Obama, and you'd still be you like, I guess oh. it's a Flock of Seagulls song. I don't Flock know. I can name two that? Flock of Seagulls there songs. There are two. Oh, yeah. There are two the, Flock of Seagulls songs. You got the greatest hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, it's a single. It's a 45. <laughs> if a Flock of Seagulls cover band, Aurora Borealis – was in a Will Ferrell movie, you would turn to the person you went with and said, this is silly, there's no such thing, nobody would ever do that, it's too far. Like his Billy Joel Uptown Girl tribute to 80s Joel yeah. and Step Brothers was a funny twist on something that no one would ever do. I'm not so sure anymore. I've seen, I have personally seen, beginning to end, a band that proudly states they are a Flock of Seagulls cover band. And I just thought to myself, the lead singer has to hear the words, oh, you're serious, over and over and over when he tells people that's what he's doing tonight. What are you doing tonight, uh, Todd? Oh, I got my band's playing. Oh, no, I didn't know you were in a band. What do you guys play? We're a flock of seagulls cover band. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus, you're serious. You, Yeah, you are, huh? I don't know. They, and they were fine. It must have been like it started out as Kajagoogoo, but he wasn't comfortable with it. The, Let's go I, with flock I talked to one of the girls Need in the band good. after because she, she was one of the 141. So I was chatting with her because I happened to know 
the guy she was with. I don't know if it's her husband or, or boyfriend, but I, I know that guy. And she's standing there. And she told me that they're normally uh, some other 80s cover band. And that was the first time they'd ever played. So that was I saw the inaugural wow. Flock of Seagulls oh, cover nice. band's action. And what again, my advice to anybody who plays an instrument, if you're going to be a cover band, be one uh, uh, with more than two songs. There's no reason for you to want... Go out or and just, just do the two, and that's it. Do Aurora Borealis and toss in, you know, some uh, Aldo Nova or whatever. Just do all the something types in of that, yeah. Everything that looks like Flock of Seagulls that we're like, I don't know who's saying, oh, that's a other Flock of Seagulls like band. But that's how the night started, and we're laughing because the one, so the uh, the love song, whichever one that pull that one up, the Flock of Seagulls, one of their oh, it's a they space have, age love song, space age love song. You'll know it because it was. They missed the beginning, like the, like the, like oh, this is the that's right. They sang this, and then the band uh, didn't get the beginning right, and we started laughing hysterically. And then they knocked Iran out of the park. When- they knocked Iran out of the park. And did he so. do the the moves from the uh, video? On nobody the moved. Yeah. Nobody did a thing. Nobody. <laughs> the, he had uh, the hair. There you go. Uh, the the part where. Yeah, this is it. So you're like, okay, I remember this. And you're on, and, and just it's just it's just, just build up for Feldman. And by the way, did he have the hair? He didn't have the hair like oh. that. He had blonde hair. He went for it. I got to give him credit. This is a brave, brave <laughs> endeavor. <laughs> to be a flock of seagulls cover band is an absolutely. It's, it's just it's John Candy. I'll just tell you ball. this: there is no market for this at all. There's nobody clamoring for it. <laughs> You're not going to get calls. You have to force yourself. And he missed that entry. I'll tell you this, and I liked them, to be honest, because they're brave. 9-11 firefighters weren't as brave as this band to go on stage and say, out loud, we are a flock of seagulls cover band. You have to shoehorn yourself and your band into every event that you're part of. There's nobody going, we can get the flock of seagulls cover band. Like, shut up, Dave. Who, who's, let's get serious. Who are we really going to hire? How was, uh, how was Iran? Did they cut? So they knocked they Iran knock out. Them? The best okay. part is, yeah, give me some Iran. Yeah, hang on a um, because. His keyboard work in the video is amazing. Yeah. Iran. Well, it's. It, Just one, two, couple of notes. It's a strange, it's a strange thing to watch the cover band. <laughs> ah, I'm reliving last night's opening. So. Never thought I'd meet a girl like you. <laughs> So Did every the accent and everything. No, no. Every, every time. Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I was laughing. The you part. The whole band points to the crowd. And they then, used a lot of aluminum foil in this video. Yeah. Oh, there was a reflective surface behind it. He dressed in that outfit. Oh, nice. There the you red go. and the black. Yeah. So the choreography on that was just to point to someone in the crowd. The whole band, and they did it. And it was uh, hysterical. Now, I don't know how serious they are. They may have been tongue-in-cheek because the girl I talked to after, she's like, it's the first time we've ever played. And I'm like, and on your resume, <laughs> opening for Feldman. That's it? Awesome. Mountaintop. Awesome. So then they, unfortunately, in all their costumes, this is my favorite part of music, live music, is my favorite part of, uh, of that is that then the band that is the Flock of Seagulls cover band has to break down all their gear dressed up in the outfits. And it's, that's just funny to watch. That's just It's just hysterical to watch Flock of Seagulls. You're on your own. Thanks for coming tonight. We're Flock of Seagulls, uh, Aurora Borealis. And then the, and then you just see the dude unplugging his stuff. And you're like, oh, God, this is pathetic. 
and then Feldman. You get ready for Feldman, right? Lights go down. Uh, so did they push back the, st- the flock of seagulls? The flock of seagulls were later late. Too? They, were, they were about to, uh, yeah. Um, I'd have been chapped. A little left from why. It was not, it was, be- <laughs> Brady, you were going to see Feldman. There's no getting chapped. So who was better as a band? <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> So then the best part is, is when I walk in and I see, and I'm being told that the, I'm like, what's this new wave 1982 thing on stage? And then they announce that. And it's like a joke that I'm, I'm the joke. And they're like, we're Flux, Seagulls, Cover Band, Aurora Borealis. I'm like, oh my God. This is host- my friends from high school I haven't seen in years. I used to work with both of them at Tony Roma's, Gary and Jim Colmere, wander over and just point to me. And I'm like, <laughs> And Jim said, I didn't think I'd see anyone I knew here. He goes, it's been my – they're brothers. He said, my, uh, we've talked about this. If Feldman ever comes to town, we're going. And I'm like, are you guys fans? Or, and he goes, oh, no, no, no. Uh, this is a complete laugh. Like, we can't – and I'm like – That's what everyone said. Everyone was there for the laugh except a couple girls dressed as angels, a guy dressed as a garden gnome, and the dude dressed as Luke Skywalker. I don't know why. He had a lightsaber and everything. Zero ties to Feldman. He showed up dressed as Luke Skywalker. Some mentally damaged folks. A guy who may have started uh, the night saying, I'm going to go dressed as Waldo, and then just kind of pissed that idea away, but put the shirt and the hat on and the pants weren't right. And ah, I'm not really doing it. I'm just, I'm half assing Waldo here. So, Maybe having a shot that uh, Corey recognizes him. Hey, there's Luke Skywalker. Uh, made his night. You could talk to Corey. There wasn't enough people. And I did. So the screen. Behind Corey for the big stage show is probably a, a 90 to 100-inch screen, right? And it's a projection screen, so stuff has to be projected onto it. Uh, Corey's opening video about how Corey's a musician, and this is a very serious thing, and his interview on the Today Show and Maury Povich and all this stuff, he starts running the clips and things that Corey was born and blah, 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 and it's just got this big thing. The screen – you remember in, uh, when you'd get a movie in school – on the video projector, but the projector thing was crooked. Yeah. So the, the it's out of frame. What, yeah. Well, whatever out of the screen. Yeah, well, not, it was on the screen, but whatever the size of the white screen, the thing is on there. It's just not filling it. Yeah. And it's sideways a little bit. It's got a yeah. little angle on it. That's Corey's video production. It didn't fit in the screen. They didn't balance the projector. Beyond balanced, it was just not the right size. So it's like putting a forty-two inch TV screen letterboxed. Inside a big hundred-inch television, and you can barely see it. And I have new eyes; I have twenty-fifteen vision now. And I'm like, this you can't see. And and then there's a laser show. So the yeah, so the venue's a lot bigger than they're used to. Maybe the screen's bigger. I don't know. I just think they're really inadequate at everything they do. I think everything they do is poor. It's an easy fix. You'd think so, but then you'd have to like roll the AV equipment. But there's room. There's room yes, to do it. I'm saying. So the uh, uh, then there's a laser show, but it, uh, this laser show I've seen like people with those things you buy at Home Depot that you stick in your front yard and it does a decoration on your garage door for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. That were much more elaborate. It, uh, the laser show looked like two guys with uh, things trying to drive cats nuts on a wall. It was just two <laughs> manual lasers, and one was a circle that just kept going, and that was it. It was there was not multiple. It wasn't lasers. It was just projected onto a wall like lights. And they were about the size of my head. So on a, on a screen, it's like watching a grapefruit lit up. It was tiny. And then it would move. And it looked like the laser show was trying to leave because it would go to the side like way over. It, I was dying. Maybe they bought out all of the uh, Radio Shack stuff when they went under and liquidated. <laughs> right. Got the rest of their equipment. 
So Corey comes out and introduces uh, that Corey and the angels are here, except for all. And he says this: all of the angels have quit except this one. So we're st- she's still dressed up in the costume as angels because that used to be his thing, evidently. And he married this one. This woman plays the keyboards. Uh, if you started playing keyboards this morning, you'd be ready for Corey Feldman's show tonight. <laughs> she's ready. Like, she stands with her hands by her side most of the night because I don't think she's allowed to touch the keyboard unless it's the note. And then she has a button she hits that it goes <laughs> over and over. She did that like six times. It's like an excitement. He does his Michael Jackson moves. Linda McCartney's like... I said that last night. I'm like, she is retarded Linda McCartney. Like Linda McCartney and Wings. It looks like Billy Joel on the keyboards. There was less nepotism with Wings and Linda McCartney being with Paul McCartney from the Beatles on stage than this insanity that was... So he comes out, he starts doing his Michael Jackson moves, sings a song no one knows, uh, and then starts to tell us what the night's going to be like. Uh, I'm going to do some some of my hits. Like, well, that's not going to take long. And then he said, uh, I'm going to do uh, songs from, this is after one song, the opening song. He starts breathing heavy. He's talking. He said, I'm going to do songs from my movies, too, my number one movies. Now, you all remember those, Stand By Me, uh, Lost Boys, A Dream A Little Dream. He starts going down the list of his movies. And he's like, all right. Um, and he said, uh, uh, and he said, and right now we might as well do the, the, the big top ten hit from uh, The Goonies as sung by Cyndi Lauper, only my wife's going to do it. So she makes her way out from behind the keyboard and starts doing whatever the hell she's doing and then just butchering a Cindy Lauper. She's squawking. I've heard geese that are, that are fighting for their lives that sound better. And she starts singing this. Corey's off stage. He leaves. Right? He leaves. And then uh, for whatever reason. Uh, so song number two, he's Song number gone. two, he's done. And we think costume change. <laughs> He took his coat off. I'll give him that. But it was like, you know, it was something Cher would do. Like, I'm going to leave. If you expect something, like, he's gone for five minutes. He just got he on came stage. came to see me. Right. But he left after song one. Song, song three, he comes back. He does some terrible song. And he's like, well, he didn't really change his clothes, so he just let his wife sing. That's fine. Uh, song four, he introduces us to another member of the band. And, and Corey leaves again. And then they do another song. And they're no good either, by the way. They're, the band is like, I, I, how could you be? How could he recruit any positive top-notch musicians to be Corey Feldman's band. So he does another thing, and then he does it, comes back, and then now no one knows where Corey is. Uh, the keyboard player singing Stand By Me by Benny King, which is a crime that anybody on that stage decided they're going to try to do. Dun, 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 and you hear it, and you're like, oh, my God, they're actually going to do Stand By Me. And they're like, but where's Corey? So he hadn't been out there for a couple of Corey's now playing the drums. And wow. it's, it's just what a musician. It's, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like the first day on drums. It's the it's the basic the stand you know, by me, the, the hi hat, and the snare, and then an occasional tom roll. But it's what you do if you've learned drums a week ago. But he's there, man, playing the skins. After that, just to show his uh, acumen on the skins, as Brady calls them, <laughs> they decided to do a Beatles song. And uh, why don't we do it in the road? Which is just. Something they shouldn't have touched. Nasty. Terrible. Butcher that thing. Corey leaves. What's happening? So then the, the phrase of the night shows up about it. Well, when he came back after doing a couple of songs in a row and said, and you could tell it was bothering him that the crowd was mostly floor. <laughs> like, you, like as he looked out from the stage, you saw mostly marquee floor. There were, <laughs> there were not a lot of people there. Question for yeah, you? Yeah, go, go, go ahead. Um, during the, okay, so four songs into it. How was the 141? Same? Oh, no. Or were people walking We out? had lost. 
we had lost about 35. Okay. Every third song, you'd lose about 10. And it was visible. Like, I think Corey saw it happening. So he comes with the announcement that they're having some problems. They're going to cut the show short tonight. You're not getting the full two hours and 30 minutes, which everybody's kind of like, Christ. thank God. <laughs> he's, he's made the announcement midway through. This one's not going to be as long as you thought. Technical difficulties? No, he didn't oh, say, dude, okay. we're having some trouble. But, you know, and I think the trouble was he realizes that the, in about an hour, there's only going to be Brian and John, and that's it. It's the first show of the tour. you got to give them right. some slack. You know, it is. I They're mean, kicking it's off. a musical masterpiece, Evidently, for God's there sakes. was no rehearsing. <laughs> then the phrase of the night happens as he introduces his bass player as a guy. I knew I met this guy doing a movie. I did a movie with him. You might remember him. From uh, well, originally it was called Happy Campers, and then they changed the name of it. You may remember him from Meatballs Four. Said no one oh ever. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Meatballs Three that would necessitate a neat Meatballs oh, Four. You had to yes. be so giddy. You might remember him from Meatballs Four. Has never. He doesn't remember being in Meatballs Four. Meatballs Four was a movie, so I'm I I. In the audience, go meatballs four, and Corey goes, "Yeah, meatballs four. And the guy goes, "Meatballs four. I'm like, "Oh, they heard me. We can talk to them." There's meatballs four. Straight Sorry. to video. I never Corey knew Bell. that was no a one knew. I knew there was a meatballs two. Yeah. I had no idea there was a meatballs three. There's a meatballs four, and it, and it was originally evidently called Happy Campers, and they just tied it to meatballs, so someone might see it. It is, it's Corey Feldman's masterpiece, meatballs four, and you might remember. This cat from Meatballs Four. <laughs> see if you see him anywhere. I well, he was an extra. Him. Oh, he was he was uh, in it. I don't know who. Is it, it was. Bruce Christopher or Brad? I have Bo, no idea. Bo Jesse Christopher. No idea. I have no clue. But so that guy does a song. Or Bentley Mitchum. That's who it was. And if you said something and you didn't have to scream it, they would talk to you. <laughs> like Corey, Corey would say something, and a guy would be like, "All right, cool, Corey." It's like, "Thanks, man." Like and I'm like he heard us like we're we're standing kind of in the back. He's like thanks a lot for that man. And then he goes I love you guys. I didn't know Tempe knew how to party like this. And everybody's just dead still and it's kind of quiet. And some guy some guy goes we love you too like as loud as that. And he's like I love you back man. And then somebody else goes what about me? I love you too. And that, so it just it wouldn't it wouldn't stop being ridiculous. My buddies uh, Jim and uh, Gary Polmere looked at me. We're tapping out. And I'm like, you guys aren't staying to see how he closes this night out. We're tapping out. Uh, so then we get to, we're closing it on the end of the show. He, he, he squawks out some terrible songs. The Meatballs 4 guy sings. And, when the, and then the drummer has a song, and he does something. And he had a little life. Corey left stage again. He was off the stage as much as he was on it. Got to rest some vocal cords. Yeah, he's, he's really, he's, a, he's an artist. So the drummer sings a song. His mom's there. So he and his mom have a conversation because you can. She's up in the VIP in their chat. Love you, honey. I love you too, mom. It's my mom's here. It's a big night for us. I'm like, and I don't know how moms are proud when you're like, mom, I got a, I got a gig. I'm in Corey Feldman's band. So they do a song. And then slowly, one by one, they start walking off the stage. And I'm like, is this, is this over? <laughs> that nobody said anything. Then the wife waves and she walks off and without a microphone. Thanks for coming. You're welcome. Bye. Like we could hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they didn't need any help with audio. So they didn't need a PA. Basically, nope. she she said thanks for coming without a mic and we heard her. Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> You're, hey, thanks for. Being, do you want us to clean up or should we, can we just go? Turn off the lights. Turn on our way out. Right, or what? Yeah. 
And then they, and then I'm not kidding. They didn't leave the stage all the way. They all turned around. No one was clapping. It was their encore. So the, and, I, and I said, well, the uproarious re- reaction of the crowd from them leaving. Well, Corey's already been gone. Of them leaving the stage was like, well, we can't leave this group, you know. They're, Wanting they, more. They're still I mean, thirsty. Yeah. They're still thirsty. Let's go feed them. <laughs> so they, they go, thanks for coming. Walks off the stage and I watch her and she gets to the edge and does like a almost cartoonish U-turn and starts walking back out like we're all going to be happy to see him. There's kind of an audible groan, like, oh, there's more. <laughs> and then he came out and did a couple more, and it was 1230, and it was time to go. He filled the time. He thought he was going to cut her short, but Corey was having so He's much so it. much fun that he closed her out after 12. And uh, I've, I've never seen a spectacle worse than what I witnessed last night musically, and I would go again tonight. The last 20 minutes uh, or a half hour, Laughed. can you recall any Laughter. songs, recognize any songs? Yeah, what was the encore? Yeah. I didn't know any of his songs anyway. Well, no, I don't know if they were covers. Know. No, he came out and he said, he, well, the, at the end he goes, well, he said, uh, I, I know why you guys, something like, I know why you guys came to see me and I'm not going to leave you without doing something from my Love Hurt Shoes. I don't know what the name of the album was. He, he said, I, I, you, know, I'm, you know, I haven't done anything off of that one yet. And then the two girls dressed as angels in the crowd cheered and everybody's like, no one knows this music. They're like, what's he talking about? And he starts singing a song that nobody knows. You, you, you guys sing along. <laughs> Come on. So you, the two people sang along you, back to him? You barely know the words to these. No, I, I don't know that anyone sang along I'm going to split the crowd up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this that, side. He, he was that close. And he worked. But then he, go, he got into this like Michael Jackson dance thing that a man in his 50s should never do. It, it was hysterical. I, I haven't laughed like I've gone to comedy shows that are less funny. I mean, anything serious. Midway through it, I turned to my friend Gary and I said, "Oh my dear God, he's in on the joke. He's laughing at us. He's spending money to make fun of us for going. Like he's putting this show cannot be serious, a- but the intestinal fortitude of Corey Feldman is unmatched on this planet. I'm telling you, there's nobody who's told him he's good at this." No one, no record, no record producer, no musical person has ever said, man, can you sing? You got to do this. He has been told, and I guarantee you this over and over by people in the know, uh, you got to stop. This is embarrassing. And he still managed to find people and surround himself with a band that will play with him. And, and I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, he got his mom away. to finance the tour. It's somebody's putting money in on this. Somebody spent, cause there's no way. That uh, Tom and the gang at Marquee spent more than $2,500 for that night. Total. We'll give you 2500 bucks. You bring everything. You can sell your merch. We get the door. We get the, we get the uh, alcohol. You're not getting anything, Corey. There's no way it was more than that. When you bought your uh, don't, Feldman don't, Tour t-shirt, yeah, 30 how many bucks. people were at the table? 30 bucks. One. one. Me. <laughs> You don't and, have to wait in line? Well, no. The only, you have to wait. <laughs> the only waiting I had to do is when I'm like, I'll take that one. And my friend Brian was going to get one, and I said, I'll take that one. And was the guy selling merch like, oh, God, I got to open the box The guy now. selling Dusted merch said, <laughs> even worse, I'm not allowed to handle the money. You got to wait for the lady to come back who handles the money. Oh, jeez. I'm like, what? We don't have a credit card machine, and I'm not allowed to handle the money. I'm like, you've got like a felony or what? <laughs> yes. Why can't you handle $30? That was the only guy they could find that run the merch Look, booth. I don't think... I can't handle Stealing that. the other $30 that's in there is going to be a problem. I'll reimburse you the entire box if it goes missing between the time I hand you $30 and take this shirt. 
it, 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 nothing bad can happen. I'm the only one in this space with you. Like, I can't handle the money. I'm like, man, I got to give it to you. You've been told not to do it. You're a good boy. Uh, very, very, and then the girl came back and she goes, all right, how are we going to do this? And I'm like, a transaction? It's been going on for ages. I give you money. You give me the shirt. <laughs> okay. Can we trade? Like, yeah. I'm mean, like, you should know more. You should know more about selling shirts and how that works. If you're the girl, who, the only one allowed to handle the money, it's like, how are we going to do this is not the question you want to hear from the lady on the other side. Okay, how, how is this possible? All right, I have what's called American currency. I give it to you. You give me that back. So it was uh, for t- I got Brian's shirt, too, because the credit card machine was broken. So it was $72 for both shirts Whoa, somehow. A bad. Two $30 shirts were $72 without a cash register or any sort of tax or whatever. That I, that That'll I, cover it. Still don't understand that. 12 bucks was added on. And I didn't say a word. Like this works for me. This is perfect because even the merch people are stupid and are support. Yeah, yeah, yeah seventy two dollars. Seventy two. That's what she did. She goes two. Okay, two larges. That that played a role. It's thirty thirty. Seventy two dollars. I gave her eighty. She gave me ten back. I still don't know how this whole thing works. <laughs> and I looked and I'm like, you gave me. And I'm like, you know what? No, I'm, I didn't bitch about the twelve dollar edition. I, you're not getting your two bucks back. It was great. So we and walked so out with our shirts. did you get the one uh, on the back? Did it have the uh, dates? Was yes, sold that out? Was that, it didn't have sold out, but oh, that darn. was the one we demanded. Is there a tour shirt with all the dates? Because I don't think it's getting to the end. There's, In fact, I'm going to put money on There's no way in hell Corey Feldman makes it through all these dates without either killing himself or just realizing it's. I can't do this anymore. What kind of tour is he doing? How, many, how many dates? A lot. I, I pulled it up. The uh, shirt's full. <laughs> There's a lot of dates. If it's 10, it's too many by eight. After last night, they should have just gone, this is bad. We need to regroup. Nobody will tell him he's terrible. I did from the stage. This is dreadful. And I know everyone heard it. Like, this is terrible. This is, but I would watch it. I would have stayed till four. I would have stayed till now. I'd have called in late. Corey's on a roll. He won't get off the stage. I'm not coming home till he leaves. If this marathon never ends, I quit. I wish you could have been awake for an interview uh, i would have loved to hear him sell the tour he's he's no he's certifiable there's <laughs> nobody he, nothing about this guy is is he's not sane and I, i'm glad we didn't do the interview with him that we Why? Was, uh, because it's not a fun insane it's a sad insane can, can we book him for the comedy show i mean that would be great for happy ending i'm telling you tell him just a power half hour you know I, I, okay i would do that i think for the happy endings comedy thing i'm telling Corey you yeah. played it You'd die laughing. 2K? Like he means it. He'll be off tour by then. We're good. He's serious about it. And he cannot sing a lick. He is so tone deaf. Like, it is, it is, he, he's, te- it's terrible. And the moves, the dance moves are. I want the, uh, it's like I a special ed Jackson kid. thing. Yeah. I want to cry little sister. You, you don't. You think you do. You don't want it. You, I mean, you'll, that, that's the set that you, I would go with. I will tolerate is what you're trying yeah. to say. I will tolerate the Michael Jackson. I will tolerate the cry little sister because I know. Yeah, you know the mentally challenged kid at school that learned the Michael Jackson dances, and you're like, "All right, let him go." That's what I was watching last night. He had that, uh, you know, in one of the movies. He kept doing the Michael Jackson thing. Yeah, I think that it was, was with the Corey Dream a little Corey. Dreamer, yeah, right? yeah, it was. I think it was. Yep. And he goes on stage with uh, another just reject from the '80s at the end, and he's dancing. He's wearing the jacket. Yeah, and the other the other Corey was as well. They were both doing. Oh, it. that's he, right. He got into it. His hair's still doing the Michael Jackson thing. From it's. I'm t- it's a human spectacle. And if Corey decided, I'm going to do another show tonight, I would be there again tonight. I will lose sleep every day 
he chooses. And then he's like, we'll see you next time. And we just looked at each other. Yes, you will. We haven't been here for five years. We haven't seen your beautiful faces in five years. I'm like, you haven't, you know, nobody. You would actually remember the faces. Another guy went, he said uh, he, he lost count of the costume changes. Were there a lot of there costume changes? There were five changes? or six of him leaving the stage and coming back. And then I got a couple people that, that were like, hey, Holmberg. And I'm like, no, don't. Stop it. And he's like, oh, I just want to say hey. I'm like, that's fine. We're not acknowledging that we're here tonight. Just let's not see each other. This is like going to a... a I'm going as an angel next time. Yeah. This is like your first dance in a gay bar. And you're like, I really don't. I hope I don't run into anyone I know. And they're like, oh, geez, there's Jim and Gary Colmere. They're, I know these guys. <laughs> It was. I, I'm. I, I'm uh, so happy. I'm just so happy. Vincent that, wants to know: Is it a comparable to Palladio bands? They'd have come in thirtieth. Wow. <laughs> if if this was Palladio, one of the songs we'd have been like, you guys realize you're singing. Like you know how we critique yeah, them. Well, I think I'm like I'm, I. I would say it. I'm like you, you guys. Need the lead singer. You guys realize your singer can't sing, right? <laughs> and he won't hear it. I, I there's. I, he's been told. He's so bad. There's no way someone in it's. There's no way. And I even said, I'm like, this is this is one of those places. If somebody came in with an AR-15 and started to light it up, it wouldn't even really make the news because people <laughs> people would laugh. Like 15 dead in a mass shooting at Corey Feldman show in Phoenix. We'd be like, this is, of course, <laughs> that's fine. No one would care. Like Corey Feldman fans are getting gunned down. Like that's. You think it was a weekend update on Saturday? <laughs> right. Night like, that's not a thing. <laughs> That's fake. Anderson Cooper's making fake making news. news. That's not real. Yeah, and then Alex said, "This isn't real. I mean, there's no way that happened." Corey Feldman did not have 18 people at a show. It was an actor. In order to die, you needed 18 patrons. And, it was, and then that would be the last thing you saw as a as a bullet ripped your insides out. Said, "Oh, I died at the Corey Feldman show." That's like dying with a dildo in your ass. That's the story that's told about your life. You know, Jerry Holmberg died. He was shot at the Corey, Fel- at the Corey Feldman show. I was like, what was he doing there? We don't know. We didn't know about that part of his it, life. It was just becomes it was at a show. <laughs> he died. Do you know what show was? I don't, you know what it would I, be? I don't remember. He was at that mass shooting. Like that would take top billing. <laughs> and that was my favorite part is if I got shot and Corey got shot. At last night's show, if an AR-15 nutbag walked in, and there was a possibility of that because there was a guy dressed as a garden gnome and another guy as Luke Skywalker. If a guy came in and lit the place up and got me and Corey Feldman, today's headline, at least in Phoenix, would say, Valley Radio uh, host John Holmberg and Corey Feldman shot <laughs> at Marquee Theater. I would get top billing. I would have been more like, people know who he is, like the Corey, Fel- like Corey Feldman was with Holmberg. I would be forever synonymous and linked to Corey Feldman. That would be awesome. And that wouldn't be so bad. Somebody wants to know, did he, did he do the weird shirtless <laughs> saxophone version of Still Believe from the Lost Boys? No. Okay. I, I think he took his shirt off and put a coat on, but I couldn't tell because he's pasty That if it was a t-shirt or if it was a skin. Okay. No, he did not. Okay. Does he play the saxophone too? Apparently. No, he doesn't. Because <laughs> he doesn't play the drums. I still believe. The last song, he goes and gets this. So there were two times when he put a guitar over his shoulder before a song, and he looks like he's tuning it up, and then he takes it off. Like, oh, he's going to play the guitar. This should be interesting. And then he, and then we realized during the song, it's like, wait a minute. He's not playing. Wasn't he wearing a guitar a second ago, like before the song started? And it's gone. So then for the last song, he's got a guitar, and I have video of that I'll send to Brett to put up on okay. Facebook. Uh, and his hands are resting on. He's not playing it. He's just holding it. Much like his wife just does the button on the keyboards that are all set up. 
Corey Feldman's running tracks. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's not tracks. I don't know that there was guitar in the song. Oh. <laughs> and then he would play one note on the guitar. He'd pluck one, rank, 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 like he'd do a, like he's allowed to do two or three. Like the guy who's not allowed to touch the money, Corey's not allowed to hit the other five strings. Don't play it. Yeah. Don't mess around and strum anything. One note, Corey, you're allowed these three, but nobody tells him. Maybe he's actually the tech for the band. He he's tuning it for the. Well, a guy did come out at one point and turn his guitar on. We did notice that. Hey, he turned, he turned, dude, he, it's he, broke. He, no, he turned the pickups on. I think Corey had shut them off in case he hit some notes and he wasn't supposed to play. So the guitar was actually turned down all the way, so it could look like if he decided. And then some guy came out, a marquee tech, and as he's going, turned the pickups on. He, like he started to move them. Like this is off. Your your guitar's turned all the way off. <laughs> And then he just put his hands on top of it as if to go, oh, yeah, now people can hear it. If I start to play, I better not touch the strings. It was great. I've never seen anything like it. Imagine. My Night with Corey. Best song of the night? Uh, I don't know. I mean, all of them. Uh, <laughs> the bravest song of the night was the beautiful Benny King Stand By Me that they decided to do. Wow. But Corey didn't do that one. Best song of the night, most memorable because I knew yeah. it, uh, was the uh, Cry Little Sister because I didn't realize that. Everyone could be so off key and still finish the song without going. Stop! We're gonna start that one over because nobody's hit a note yet. Like this is a bad rehearsal. Want a little piece of that? Him doing this, it? Yeah. Like, he's so grotesquely tone deaf when he tries. It's just his intense opening. He is so tone deaf. No one says it. Somebody has to say it. And this is years ago. Yeah. Has it gotten better with age? No. Let me tell you this. Consistency is Corey Feldman. Because this sounds exactly (laughs) like last night's abortion. Tone deaf. Gone. Not one note. Didn't hit one note in that. Didn't hit one note last night. Uh, And then for him to go, I'm going to cover a Paul McCartney song. My stupid little uh, band that we goof around with. If I saw a crowd like that last night, I'd turn to the guys and I'm like, we're going to give the money back. We're going to walk off stage and act like this never happened. And we're never playing again. No one wants us. This audience lets me know there's there's no call for us. We need to stop this. Bands. Can't stop a moving train. Yeah, yeah, you we can. Booked a you tour. actually can. It's called brakes. <laughs> the, the engineer can it's stop a moving train. Yeah. No, an engineer can clearly stop a moving train, or trains would always be moving. You can stop a moving train. It's up to the guy driving it, and Corey's not stopping it. You, you, you can over. You can just keep driving a moving train. Mom makes the call. Somebody is doing it. It's Corey. You will play. He is. He believes in himself, and that for that. I give him five out of five stars. I he believes he's he believes this is a thing. And again, how often do you think uh, I would see him every day for the rest of my life? They're just saying, uh, well, you know, it's a Wednesday night. That's what I wondered. I, I actually asked my friend Brian, like, how do they spin this to each other to continue on to t- tour date two? Not bad for a Wednesday. Hey, man. it's our first I mean, night of the tour. We didn't do any press because Corey wouldn't get out of bed before two. I, I, I look. Do yourself a favor and watch the Corey Feldman show. I mean, have some pride and do a Hulu special. Do something. I mean. If he could have had 
Pauly Shore, just document the tour. Pauly Shore <laughs> is to comedy what Corey Feldman is to music. Except for I think Pauly Shore is the Richard Pryor of comedy. Oh, that's impossible. Compared no way. To, yeah, it, no. Pauly Shore would make you laugh with a joke he wrote himself. And you'd be like, that was a pretty good one, Pauly. So you'll give him that. Corey Feldman didn't do one thing right last night. Aside from just tickle my funny bone and just entertain me to pieces accidentally the opposite way. And the whole audience is there as a gag. And he's not making any money doing this. There's no way. I, I, I So tip my cap to somebody as brave as Corey Feldman for being on stage and doing that. It's, balls. Uh, it is balls to be so bad at something. And Did you download all those tracks on uh, Apple Music yet? Uh, I tested a few yesterday, <laughs> and I could sit through none of them. What was the uh, – there's a song called, like, uh, Acumen or something. It's, it's just, he's proud of that one. That's a big hit. Look it up. You knew I was going to sing that, didn't you? And we're like, no, we don't know. No one here knows any of your music. Heck, you men. I don't know if that's what it was called or something Sorry like that. Find some. Acrisure, the new name of the stadium yeah. in Pittsburgh. I don't know what it is. It, the, the Feldman is, uh, yeah. And he's, he's it's. Uh, so Ascension really? Millennium? Ascension. That's it. Here's a little piece of that. <laughs> well, this is just. This is, yeah, well, this give is. us a taste. <laughs> I don't want to hear this. Oh, I'm in the afterglow. I'm in the afterglow of Feldman. Man, this is where you need a mascot. So Dan Soder, who's here tomorrow, he's a comedian, and he's banned from all of Corey's um, social media because he made fun of his music. Is this it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's big on woos. Michael Jackson woos. This goes on for about eight minutes. Did uh, Dennis DeYoung help him with the beginning of the song? (laughs) Dennis DeYoung wouldn't touch it. He'd go right, uh, you know, Roboto 2. It's, uh, 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 anyway, I'm in the afterglow. Give me this today, listening audience, that this is. Oh, can't wait to hear Dan Soders. So he's been, he can't. It's all downhill from here. I'll never see anything as good as that. Don't give up on that, John. I don't know. I would have to seek out really bad on purpose stuff. Like he's trying. I don't get it. I don't know. No one can top. No one can top how awful that was. And still be trying. You'd have to try to be bad to beat it. And then it's not funny. So to go out and try to be good, you'd have. It's Timmy from South Park's band. It, like you have to be in like there has to be mental disorders, a mental like Nathan Sutherland's friends told him more. You got to stop doing this than Corey's have because everything he did was wrong. Like it, uh, anyway, <laughs> it's so bad. And I would go again tonight, like right now. If it's like Corey's doing a show at lunch at the Tempe Market, I'm, I am there. <laughs> He's my Grateful Dead. John Corey Feldman or Yoko Ono live? Ooh, Feldman live. Uh, that's yeah. Yoko Warzone and uh, the music. It's not that. It's, honestly, it's not that different. <laughs> Yoko. I would say. The- yeah, I don't know what Yoko is. Yoko is at least avant garde. Yoko is odd art, and she's trying to pass herself off as you know impressionist music or some sort of a strange. Like she's supposed to be strange. He's mainstreaming it. 
you, he's trying you'd to have appeal a to the masses. Getting kicked out of Yoko too. Oh yeah, because people wouldn't stand it. Sure, sh- sh- shut up. Maybe get him out of here. But that's the avant-garde side of yeah. Yoko. She's trying to be weird. She's not trying. Corey's trying to be mass appeal. He wants his, he wants Wembley Stadium full for Corey Feldman, and I think in his well, head he course. thinks that's going to happen. I've never uh, look. If this tour goes away, they plan Coachella next year. It's if they a, get it's a bar called Coachella in Riverside. They'll play on the out at the entrance. They might, yeah, they might start to play and they go, "Ah, right, get out of here! You can't do that. You're making a mess." Come on, Feldman. No rogue stages. I, yeah, it's just he's trying to be mainstream. He and he's and he believes in what he's doing, and he shouldn't. He just shouldn't. Dream a little dream. No, the dream is dead. It's dead. And there are certain times when it's like, you can be whatever you want to be. Uh-uh. You can't be a singer if you can't sing. <laughs> you can be whatever you want to be. I can't be seven feet and black and great at basketball. So, nope, that, that's just garbage. Don't listen to your mom, Corey. You can't be anything you want to be. You have to be something you're good at, or at least decent at, not this. Oh, God, I wish it was a two-night special. Two nights at the marquee. And and I went through and like went one, two, three, four to count the crowd that was there. One hundred forty one people. And then by the time it was over seventy? Maybe. Ooh. And Marquee looks pretty empty with seventy people. You mean Flock of Seagulls uh, cover band brought that many people well, Flock in? Flock of Seagulls <laughs> went home. They just got down off the stage <laughs> yeah. to watch. Well, they were walking through the crowd, the Flock of Seagulls in gear, and I'm like, all right, that's eight that are here because should have got a picture with them. I almost did, but I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't bring myself to that. It was great. Anyway, if you get a chance when Feldman's back, we'll all go together and we'll laugh. Maybe we'll bring him to a youth fest. But then, then it would be mean. Yeah. This wasn't mean. This was just mouth agape. And I would go. It's his deal. I don't know what. Get a signed copy of his new album for 100 bucks. They sold. uh, We can't bring them to In the merch area, there's t shirts and stuff. And then there's this big box of chocolates. And I'm like, this is the dumbest idea. Who's going to tote that around for the next two hours? And then they closed up. You have to tote your box of Corey Feldman chocolates around. Like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen sold at a merch table. Of course, the guy can't handle the money. That was like 80 bucks for his. A Corey. box of kosher chocolates? Corey's chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why do have bagels? So I'm, oh, and I will say, you asked me how many people were in the merch thing. It's over in the corner at Marquee. And when I went in there, and I'm like, oh, because I told my friend Brandon, I'm like, there's people in there. But they were just getting Fritos because right behind that is a vending machine. <laughs> and they were getting some chips. Hang on, I can't handle the money. <laughs> I thought that you know, there's people. You got to wait. You know, capacity here is like three for the corner, and these people are buying some free toast. Ate my money. It's free toast. The lady's got free toast, so you got to wait outside. And I'm, I'm like, this is the poor guy, uh, the merch thing. And the guy had to look and go, I want the Fritos, but I don't want to go stand over by the merch guy. It was awesome. <laughs> it's just awesome. Anyway, that is my night with Corey Feldman, and I, I was up till. I got home at 1 o'clock, and I'm fine with that. Totally fine. Alarm went off at 4, and I was still beaming, smiling, like, this is great. <laughs> Am I in a dream? couple snoozes, and I'll be right. I'll be back at it. I'll just sleep today. That's, it's, I'm fine with that. Oh, Corey, thank you for everything. Uh, let's get a wake-up song of real music, of real musicians. It's going to make me appreciate music more. I would tell Corey that. I'm like, you know what you did for me? You gave me a new appreciation for music. And he'd be like, oh, thank you. And I'm like, not your music. <laughs> Music in general. I'm going to be less harsh as a critic of music knowing that you're out there. Because <laughs> now, I, now I know what crap is. 
I'm going to give a break to the other bands. Like, Playdio is going to be harder for me this year because everyone's better than Corey Feldman, and he's got headlining gigs. It's pathetic. And I would go again. Uh, give us a wake-up song. We'll scream it together. It's 585 uh, Make it good because I need something good to listen to. Uh, it's been a while. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.